I'm Katie Brejean McGrady, and this is Ave Explores. There's an app I'm almost confident you've heard of. Maybe not. If you're on social media, in the Catholic world, in any way, shape, or form, maybe you've seen it floating around on advertisements, or people have been tweeting about it, or you've seen people like me post their avatars from this app. It's called Hallow, or Hollow, depending on how you pronounce that, from the word that we say when we pray the Lord's Prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, hallow, hallowed be thy name, meaning holy or sacred. And this app, you can download it for free, and then there's, of course, a paid subscription option for it, is filled with lots of stuff to help you and I dig into our faith. Podcasts, audio recordings, music, everything from the rosary and the Divine Mercy Chaplet to the guy that played Jesus and the Chosen, Jonathan Rumi, reading the Gospels to you. It is, in your pocket, an auditory tour of Catholicism. And it's rooted in sacred scripture. You can listen to people read you to sleep with the Bible. I read the book of James in the app. You can listen to Jonathan Rumi read to you the Gospels. You can listen to somebody read you the daily Gospel. You can join together in community with other people. The really cool thing about Hallow isn't just that in your pocket you have access to thousands of hours of recording that allows you to listen to sacred scripture in a whole new way, but it's the fact that it's the number one most downloaded Catholic app in the world, and it was born out of a guy's conversion, reversion really, bringing himself back to the faith by way of creating something that he knew other people's lives could be changed by. And so much of that story is rooted in sacred scripture. Now, this entire season, we've taken a deep dive into the Old Testament, the New Testament, by reading the Bible matters, how to do it, how to become people of prayer. We've looked at everything from how priests prepare their homilies to how to teach the covenants to what does it truly mean to pray with images from sacred scripture. Well, this week, we're talking about stories of people whose lives have been changed by the Bible. That's what we do here at Ave Explorers. We tell stories. And this is a story of a guy, Alex Jones, who created the Hallow app because he wanted people to love Jesus more, and he wanted them to do it by listening to the words that God himself inspired, which in some sense allows us to even more closely connect to the early church who heard the oral tradition of sacred scripture. If you enjoyed this conversation today, you should go download the Hallow app. We actually have a code for you to get 30 free days down in the show notes. And you should, of course, subscribe to Ave Maria Press and Ave Explorers. Go to the website, Ave Maria Press, and subscribe to Ave Explorers and get all the great stuff that we've created for you. And really allow listening to sacred scripture, listening to the words of God, change your life, change you in a new way, inspire you to new faith, which is the whole point of this entire series. How can the Bible lead you to being a better Catholic in your everyday life? For now, we want you to sit back and enjoy this conversation with Alex Jones, the CEO and founder of Hallow. Well, Alex, thanks so much for joining us on Ave Explores. Thanks so much for having me. It's an honor. So I like to start the shows off by asking people if we got stuck in an elevator together, like not for an alarming amount of time, like five minutes, who would I have just bumped into and met and have a conversation with in that, that jammed elevator? Yeah, I mean, the short answer is a guy who fell away from his faith and found it through prayer and meditation and is jazzed to be able to have a relationship <laughs> with God. So that's the 15, 20 second answer. But that's kind of the core of who I am and a yeah. father uh, yeah. and a husband. So that's pretty are, much are it. Are you hiding in a home office right now? 
No, I'm in, we are trying to figure out our office. So I'm in a uh, little phone booth here. At, oh, cool. uh, one of the places we might, yeah. Have. Cool. Awesome. So you fell away from your faith. Can you tell me a little bit about that story? I mean, I, I kind of know loosely some of it, but I'm sure our listeners don't yet. Yeah. So I was raised Catholic by my saint of a mother who dragged me to mass every every Sunday and through the sacraments, but fell away from my faith in high school and college pretty heavily, would have called myself agnostic or atheist for most of that and for a good period of time after after undergrad. And I don't, you know, I never really super reasoned through it or came to an answer that I was agnostic or atheist or any of that jazz. It was a lot more you know, my friend group, the overwhelming philosophy was, hey, science is true. Religion is just this thing that our parents used to do. There's no real thinking behind it or reason mm-hmm. for it. And there's no way to prove it or any of that stuff. And uh, science is the stuff that we can trust. And, you know, some of the new atheism stuff, the Dawkins or Sam Harris. So that was probably the predominant. Although I wasn't like a raging atheist by any mm-hmm. means. I Just if you had pushed me and I was still connected to mass, I went to Notre Dame and so they had masses and in the dorm. And so I would still go every once in a while with friends. But if you had pushed me philosophically to say, hey, what do you, what do you believe? I would have said, I don't, you know, at the end of the day, I there's probably not something there. I don't see the evidence for it, which, you know, luckily I have changed my mind. But that's kind of the story of how I fell away, at least. And so what brought you back? I mean, you went to Notre Dame. I'm assuming it happened after that, though. Yeah, I started getting really into meditation. And it was, uh, you know, the sad part of the story is whenever anybody thinks of meditation, especially in a younger generation, if they think of meditation today, they think of maybe Eastern traditions or med- of meditation or secular mindfulness meditation and yoga and that kind of jazz. And that's where my mind first went, not uh, sadly to St. Teresa of Avalon, St. John of the Cross. But um, <laughs> it was the really early days of an app called Headspace, and uh, which is one of the mindfulness meditation apps. And Headspace and Calm are the two big ones. And I started using it every day. I was just, it wasn't, because I had any like super serious stress or anxiety problem, although I was stressed and anxious like anybody is. But it was much more so just a fascination with whatever a contemplative or spiritual life was. So I started meditating uh, using the app, and it was awesome. I thought like the experience of learning that type of technique through this type of tool, where you have this personal guide, you know, relative to, I was considering going to India for two weeks, so relative to that is pretty cost-effective. And <laughs> you just plug it in, plug in your headphones for uh, for 10 minutes in the morning before heading to work. And I did that probably consistently for two years or so. But every time I would meditate, I would feel this very strange pull towards something spiritual, mm-hmm. which uh, or Christian or Trinitarian or the Holy Spirit or the cross or something. And I thought that was always very odd because in mindfulness meditation, you essentially just focus on your breath and then at the end to let your mind go. So... I started asking priests, brothers, sisters, friends, anybody, folks from Notre Dame, anybody that I could talk to, kind of asking this question, hey, is there any way, I thought I you know, was discovering something new, is there any way that there's some sort of intersection here between meditation and faith? And they all laughed at me and said, yeah, we've been doing this for 2,000 years. You probably should have heard about it. It's called prayer. <laughs> you know, I had heard of prayer and I had even tried praying and I'd known the, you know, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the things I had memorized as a kid and, you know, the, the standard rubric of, hey, thanks for stuff. Sorry for stuff. Help me with stuff. And I had tried those things, but they had always just felt like I was journaling in my own head, just going through the motions. Never really like there was a relationship or anything on the other side, I guess. And I started learning about all these 
actually a priest one day, and this will get a little bit into the the scripture stuff that I know we'll we'll talk about. But a priest one day said, "Yeah, now imagine, Alex, if your relationship with your I think it would have been my fiance at the time is." Just you coming home saying, hey, I'm thankful for these things. I'm sorry for these things. I need help with these things. Good night. How healthy of a relationship would that be? You know, it, obviously not that healthy. 80%, which is uh, 80% of my relationship with my wife is, hey, honey, how was your day? And uh, listening, which, you know, I don't love to share that much and she loves to share. So it's awesome. But, and he said, yeah, now imagine if you were talking instead of your wife to the creator of the universe, wouldn't you want to listen a little bit more? Mm. And I just didn't, I had no idea what that meant, what listening and prayer meant. And... I started learning about all these really beautiful contemplative and meditative techniques within the church, all of Carmelite spirituality and prayer recollection, all of Benedictine spirituality, Lexio Divina, which I'm sure we'll get into, Ignatian spirituality and imaginative prayer and the exam and chant, a lot more about the rosary, all these beautiful novenas, all this stuff that I really had never heard of before outside of the rosary. And I opened up scripture to Matthew 6, randomly, just picking a passage, Googled how to do Lexio Divina. And I meditated on where Christ teaches the Lord's Prayer. And the word in Lexi Divina, you pick a word that sticks out to you and meditate on it. And the word that stuck out to me was hallow and hallowed be thy name. And it just just changed my life completely. Just brought me to tears, brought me back to my faith, changed everything about my life, about my relationships, changed everything, obviously, about what I do. And it was just this awesome, it's tough to put into words as any real prayer experience is, but it was just this awesome combination of this deep sense of peace. And you can get that a little bit in, you know, secular meditation or any of that stuff. But I would argue a much deeper sense of peace, but you can feel your stress go down and all that good stuff. But this really deep sense of peace combined with this depth of meaning and purpose, like you were mm-hmm. actually wrestling with something that felt alive. It was, hallow, what does that mean to make holy? Okay, so is Jesus hallowing the Father's name when he says that? Is God the Father hallowing my life? Am I letting him mm-hmm. make my life holy? Is he trying? Am I supposed to be helping other people grow in holiness? Am I doing that? Am I serving other people in any way? Pretty big, stressful questions, but wrestling with them in this place of peace. And it just changed everything for me and brought me back to the faith and was something that I just brought me to a much deeper appreciation of the sacraments and mass and confession and adoration, just everything, all parts of the church's spirituality and and faith. Mm -hmm. And I thought this kind of personalized, hey, you're being guided through these different types of techniques in the comfort of your own home, in whatever way you want, by different guides or lengths or whatever. I thought that was an awesome way to help folks learn that, but I just needed, I needed it personally for myself for this you know, the church's spirituality to learn. Mm-hmm. And there's so much diversity, so many different ways that you can pray and, and engage and, and listen to God. And that was really the the idea for Hallow. And it was really only, you know, two and a half or three years ago that that all this kind of went down. But that that's mm-hmm. kind of the journey back to the faith and the journey to Hallow. Yeah. I love how at the heart of all of that is you recognized a need. Like I need something that can center me. I need something that can anchor me. But is there something in the life of the church? And there is. And you mentioned a few of the different ways that people do that in their life, whether that's through Lexio Divina, so sacred reading, or you know, even just like sitting down and, and listening to somebody else read the scriptures, which is a huge part of the Hallow app. So I'm a nerd for the, I'm sure you've listened to the podcast, How I Built This. And it's one of my absolute favorite podcasts. I'm curious, at what point did you realize this is something other people can benefit from too as well? I need meditation in my life to then say, I actually want to change and I do think Hallow has changed the church for the better. I know it's changed my life, my husband and I's life, because we'll just put on a sleep story and like that's what puts us to bed. And it's just so much more calming than falling asleep to an office episode, which we'll still watch that, but then we turn it on. How did you jump from, this is something I like, 
to this is something I want to share with the world? And then what were those first steps? I mean, did you find an investor? Did you just learn how to code? Like, how did it come to life? Well, first off, I appreciate the kind words is uh, the big man upstairs doing all the heavy lifting. We just try to <laughs> screw it up every once in a while. I knew that I wanted to build the same type of experience and I searched for it and couldn't find anything that existed like this mm-hmm. and knew that I wanted something personalized and audio guided. There's just something actually about audio that is powerful, especially mm-hmm. with scripture. But with prayer, it's just hard for me to stare at my phone or computer and pray. And it's a lot easier for me to, you know, be guided by someone either in headphones or in person and just close my eyes and try to enter into it. I think actually somebody said something pretty cool about some of our scripture readings before. It felt like they were going back to how the the first Christians received the gospel story, which was, you know, Mm -hmm. all audio, which I think is pretty cool. But so the very beginning, I knew that we wanted to do an app. I had known a little bit of, and the nice part about that was I selfishly wanted it. And I figured, hey, if I spend, you know, three to six months of my life trying to build this thing and spend all my money trying to do this thing, you know, and it helps me a little bit get into heaven, that seems like positive ROI. But the nice part about the app is that, you know, maybe there's a couple other people who might find this valuable. And if it helps those folks, man, that would be a dream come true to be able to journey with folks together through this kind of spiritual journey. And so I had known how to code a little bit from undergrad, but did not know how to code in uh, Swift, which is the language that you use to build an app on the iPhone. And so I took like a two-week online course and learned how to code and then had a friend of mine who was a really great developer who kind of coached me through how to code a little bit of it. And it was really terribly built, really terribly designed. All it did essentially was play and pause audio. And then I've had a handful of phenomenal folks who were, you know, content theology folks who were kind of helping me learn how to pray and meditate in this way. And so we recorded some sessions together for like the first nine days or so. And that was kind of, you know, the first version of Halo was just nine sessions. Actually, there was a bunch of interesting stuff that happened there. The first is we built it the first three sessions were kind of like a recollection, kind of Carmelite or imaginative prayer, Ignatian. The next three sessions were the exam, and, and the last three sessions were Lexia Divina. And we figured, hey, we're going to test these nine with, you know, and by that point, we had been talking to enough people who were like, yeah, that seems interesting. I'd want to try it. And so our friends and family, we probably had, you know, there was a team of five of us or so kind of working to scrap it together. And we probably had 50 to 100 folks who were like, yeah, I, I probably want to check this out. And so we launched it expecting to be like, okay, we're going to talk to everybody and we're going to figure out which way of prayer is the best. And then we're just going to build a Lexia Divina app or an Examine app or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And what we found was that everybody thought one was phenomenal. Everybody Mm -hmm. was like, man, Lexia Divina is the best way to pray. I don't even know why you had the other six sessions. Why did we have to go through (laughs) this? Or the Examine changed my life. I don't even know why we did the other six. But it was evenly split, 33%, 33%, 33%. Everybody loved some of them and hated the others. And it just speaks a good bit. And even in my own life, I've seen, you know, how diverse the journey is through what types of prayer and meditation and wrestling with scripture and all that jazz works most effectively in any given moment in your life. But there was one woman who was on the beta version of the app, did nine sessions. We talked to her at the beginning, middle, and end, and then like two weeks later. And at the beginning, she was like, hey, I'm I'm really struggling with a certain decision in my life and not sure what to do. And in the middle, she was like, okay, I think I know what to do, but I don't think I can do it. And by the end, she was like, you know, hey, I know what I'm supposed to do, and I know that God and Christ will be there with me through this, and I have the confidence to do it. And two weeks later, she had broken up with her boyfriend and had decided to wrestle seriously with committing to religious life. Wow. 
And it was just like, man, that was, you know, of 50 to 100 folks or whatever, praise God. I mean, that's such a cool thing to happen. Mm -hmm. And and the way that she said it was, you know, if you just take 10 minutes out of your day and spend it in silence, God is going to do pretty cool things. And he Mm -hmm. can do pretty cool things. And at that point, it was really something that's like, hey, maybe this is actually something real. Maybe this could be something that helped the church and helps folks take some time in their life and connect with God. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I guess that was kind of the, the early days of how Hala got started. Yeah. I mean, and like you said, it has so much in the app, almost to the point sometimes when I, when I made Tommy download it, my husband for the first time, he said, okay, where do I, I start? And I was like, well, this is what I love, but you have to kind of play around. I mean, it's, it can be overwhelming, but in a really good way, in a really, you know, very inviting of like, well, you can do a little bit of this or do a little bit of that or create the rhythms and the routines. One of the most popular things about the app is the scripture, the nighttime stories, right? Where somebody reads you to sleep with sacred scripture, but even just being able to listen to the daily readings or, or the 30-day gospel challenge that's been going on with the guy that plays Jesus. So it's kind of a, a double whammy. The guy that I see on my screen is now reading to me while I'm getting ready for bed. And it's great. What is it about scripture in the Hallow app? You alluded to it. I mean, listening to it takes on a different life than say when I sit down and read it on my phone, when I get the email from the USCCB in the morning, listening to scripture does something to the mind. What, what do you think that is? The first thing is there's a bunch of, we have a bunch of different, a, a ton of the app not the vast majority of the app, is rooted in Scripture. So you're either meditating on the daily gospel through Lexio Divina. We've got Father Mike Bible in a year on there where he's going through the whole whole Bible and, and offering commentary. Jonathan Rumi, the, the guy who plays, the actor who plays Jesus in The Chosen, does this 30-day gospel challenge that we're in the middle of now where you journey through the gospels in 30 days. And then we have a bunch of stuff at night. To your point, a bunch of people, you know, turn on Netflix or turn on the radio or white noise or whatever in the background to fall asleep. And there's a little bit falling asleep to the word of God seems like a cooler way, maybe leads to a little bit better dreams than um, than <laughs> anything else. And oftentimes, you know, God is great and scripture is beautiful, but oftentimes can be a little boring and so can put you to sleep. So, the, yeah. um, but I think the really cool thing is is what you had hit on, which is, you know, when you start asking this question, okay, how do I listen to God? The most straightforward answer is go read or listen to what he's already said and is still saying directly to you. And there's just so many beautiful examples of meditating on scripture in my own life and in folks in in Hallow's life who have just, it's God speaking directly to them in different ways with the same words, but just in absolutely miraculous ways. So the, the couple of the stories, there was somebody in class, in a, in a classroom who was, you know, super depressed and they started talking or was struggling with depression and they started talking about suicide in the class and it triggered a handful of things and, and she was very anxious. And so she left the room, went into the bathroom and put in, we have a calm playlist. So like finding calm and a bunch of different Lexia Divina verses that you can meditate on when you're stressed or anxious. And the verse was, my peace, I leave with you. And she just said it, you know, it felt like he was there with her, just bringing her peace and was able to get through mm-hmm. the rest of the day. There was another story there where somebody, you know, came to the app after having a pretty struggling a bunch with, you know, a lot of sin in their in their life and living a pretty dark life. And they meditated with one of the first sessions, which you said there's a lot of content on the app that can get somewhat overwhelming. There's an intro nine days if you're not sure where exactly to start that kind of orients you. But there's a lot of really beautiful content within the app and within the church. But Anyway, she was struggling with this. Um, she went through the intro challenge and she was struggling with kind of this darkness in her life. And the verse was, come to me, all you who are weary and I will give you rest. And mm-hmm. 
she just heard come to me over and over again in in her mind. And she said, no, you don't want me. I'm, you know, too broken. I'm too sinful. Uh, and he just said, come to me. And mm-hmm. she said, you don't want me. I'm not worthy. And she, he just said, come to me, come to me, come to me. Mm-hmm. And she just broke down in tears and brought her back to her faith and helped to bring her out of the rut that she was in. And there's just, there's a ton of, I mean, I've have a bunch of those stories where you meditate on some scripture and it's like, man, that's, you are speaking directly mm-hmm. to me. Those are words you're saying to me exactly with the thing that I'm struggling with. And it's just such a beautiful way in prayer. The meat of the prayer always has to be Christ. And so you can meditate on an image or your day and where you felt God in certain moments, but using scripture as the grounding for the meat of your prayer is just mm-hmm. such a powerful way to have God speak directly to you. And it's not rocket science. He's just, he already said the words and wrote them down and uh, listening to them is a beautiful way, especially since you don't have to, you know, open and close your eyes to like read the thing and then close mm-hmm. your eyes to try to meditate on it or open your eyes to try to look at a screen and then try to meditate on a bus ride or whatever it is. You can just plug in your headphones and maybe, you know, you're doing something like, I'm, you know, cleaning up the kitchen at night or whatever it is. And, can meditate on scripture while doing those types of things or sit and just keep my eyes closed for the whole time. There's something powerful about not having to have your eyes focus on something, but just taking it in. So anyway, scripture is a super important part of our app. And we're, I mean, is a lot of the ways that, you know, when we think about how do we let God into our lives and let God hallow our lives is through, you know, meditating on his word. Mm-hmm. You just said it, like the listening to it brings a whole different component into it. I mean, I, I read the gospel every morning and that's, part of my routine. It's part of my rhythm. But when I listen to it again at the end of the day, or when I put on one of the sleep stories and you're, you know, Chica Anyanwu is a good friend of mine. So, so listening to Chica read me to sleep kind of brings this whole other component into that restfulness. I mean, what do you think kind of zooming out from the app itself as somebody who has been doing this work has been working on using the technology of the world to really hallow our lives? What do you think this has been the question we've asked as kind of an anchor for everybody at the end of an episode. I know scripture in your life has clearly played a role in your professional life and your personal life. You're hoping it does so in other people's lives. To the person who wants to get started, and maybe Hallow can be the on-ramp for them, but who might be intimidated, who might not know where to begin, who might think, oh, scripture's not for me, I'm not smart enough, or I don't have time for that. I mean, what's your encouragement to make that investment? In the same way that you did when you wanted to start meditating and dug into, is there room for this in the life of the church? What is that word of wisdom you'd want to offer to those folks? I guess it's less so, I mean, there's a bunch of reasons why folks would want to dive into scripture. It's like, hey, I I want to really learn scripture, or or, hey, I grew up Catholic, and maybe I never really dove into the Bible, and that seems like something I should do. And there's all the intellectual reasons why you would want to dive in. Like, it's super deep, there's super deep philosophy and theology around it. I think the thing that we get really excited about with Hallow is leading with the deep peace that it offers, that it brings, uh, mm-hmm. both prayer, but especially prayer rooted in scripture. And that God is calling out to each of us. And we have stressful lives. We're addicted to technology. We get 100 notifications, especially, you know, my little sister's in college gets 300 notifications to her phone a minute. There's a bunch of stuff we got to worry about. A bunch of people are angry at a bunch of people. It's a difficult world. And there is this deep truth and this deep, you know, intellectual rigor and all that stuff behind our faith, which is beautiful. But there's also this deep sense of peace that God wants to bring into our lives. And one of the easiest ways for him to get into our lives is through scripture. And there's so many easy ways to get started. You can start with, like you said, uh, listening to, you know, a minute of the daily reading every day or five minutes of a daily reading every day or 
you know, falling asleep. If you have struggle, trouble falling asleep at night, try reading or listening to on the app, listening to one of the Bible stories or stories in the sleep section instead of, you know, putting on the office episode or maybe in addition to the office episode. Um, <laughs> and honestly, it's easy. You don't have to keep the light on and I don't have to keep my wife up. I can just plug in my headphones and press play and put the uh, phone on the bedside table. And so there's a lot of really easy ways to get started. But I think, you know, the thing for me was really this, the deep peace that Christ is, wants to bring into our lives. And one of the easiest ways is through scripture. And also, if you're interested in any way, I guess for me, it was much more an interest in a contemplative spiritual life or, you know, hey, is there some way that I can actually talk to this guy? Is there some mm-hmm. way that I can actually have a relationship with God? And such an easy way to get started is by meditating on scripture. And it can start with just, you know, a minute and it can get up to an hour or whatever it mm-hmm. is. For anybody, there's there's always room for more God in your life. But anyway, so that's, I guess, the piece that gets us really excited is using scripture to let God bring his peace into our lives and to help us to build a real living two-way relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Where can we find more? Where can we download Hallow? Where can we follow you? What's that next step if people want to take it? <laughs> yeah, the easiest thing, all of my stuff is just Hallow. So um, <laughs> if you want to download the app, it's Hallow, H-A-L-L-O-W, like Hallow be the name, just in any app store on your phone. Uh, you can just type it in. Hallow.com is our website if you wanted to go to it and download the app from there, read more about it there. And then you can follow us on any social media, Hallow app, usually on Instagram, I think is where we usually post. But Hallow, the app is the best way to get some sort of uh, just downloading it, going to the app store um, and typing it in and checking it out. So that's the easiest place. We're going to put the link down in the show notes. Alex, thanks so much for taking the time, telling us the story and for all the good work that you do. Uh, Thanks so much for having me on. It was a blessing. I use the Hallow app every morning. When I'm brushing my teeth, I usually put on the Divine Mercy Chaplet to pray it in the 10-minute time window. Sometimes I'll put it on five, but that's a, a little too quick for me. I love saying the words with another voice because it kind of makes me feel like I'm praying in communion, the same way I like listening to the different scripture recordings, the same way I did the 30-day gospel challenge with Jonathan Rumi. Listening to scripture. We've talked about reading it. We've talked about praying with it visually. We've talked about allowing sacred scripture to be something that we we use in our life to prepare for the homilies that we hear. We talk so much about the different ways to use sacred scripture and what the good good folks over at Hallow are doing are letting us kind of look at how sacred scripture can be used in this new way on an app, on your phone, in your daily life, to be changed by the scriptures in a new way. Because that's what scripture really does, right? It tries to change us, and we should let it. This whole season, we've really dug into why does scripture matter? How has it changed people's lives? And it leads to this final question, how has it changed your life, or how could it? What would it look like if you spent five minutes every day reading sacred scripture or 10 minutes listening to it or 20 minutes praying with it? What would it look like if every night at dinner you read the gospel of the day with your family or before you went to mass on Sunday, you took some time to read those readings and really try to let those words wash over you? What if you picked a verse for your family to contemplate and memorize every week? What if you grabbed a copy of the Liturgy of the Hours and you started praying the Psalms, maybe with your spouse or with a roommate, with a friend, by yourself? You know, the Bible is not this foreign, ancient text that we just keep on a shelf collecting dust because our grandma gave us a copy of the Bible when we got confirmed. Nor should it be this dusty tome that we try to use as a science textbook or as historical fact 
that requires us to decide everything according to what the Jews did in the desert. Instead, it's this living word that applies to my life, to my decisions, to my choices, to my friends, to my family, to my faith. It's this living text inspired by the Holy Spirit that is meant to take on life within me. And then I'm allowed to live that scripture out. I'm I'm compelled to share that scripture with others. You know, when we started recording this whole series back in the summertime, I decided that with my daughter, we were going to start reading a short passage from scripture every night. And, and we tried a different version of kids' Bibles and, and you know, different, different things that are accessible to young children. But I realized that just reading a short story from the gospel or a few words of the Psalms was more compelling to her, even if there weren't pictures. And so we've created this little routine in our family where my husband goes in and he tucks her in, he kisses her on the forehead, and I go into her room next and I lay down next to her in her bed and I pull out a Bible and we read a few words of the Psalms. It's not the liturgy of the hours. We're not doing it in any particular order. And two things happen. We both immediately calm down, usually from the stress of the day. And we both more greatly appreciate and enjoy being together as we hear these words of scripture, these words of prayer. I think we underestimate the power of the Bible. And if this Ave Explorer series did anything, we hope it's just introduce you to the great honor it is that we have God's very word and the importance it is to make time for that in our daily life. We hope that you have enjoyed everything we've created for you. We have lots more coming for you in our next Ave Explorer season. You can check out all of that coming information over on the Ave Maria Press website. We're going to be talking about evangelization and how to do it and how to share your faith. Spoiler alert, start reading the Bible. It'll be a little bit easier. We'd be grateful if you'd share this series, tell your friends, have them listen to the season, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We'd be honored for that. Go follow Ave Maria Press on social media at AveMariaPress.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Katie P. McGrady. Follow the good folks at Spoke Street who edit our shows together. And most importantly, just make the Bible a priority in your life. Grab a copy of the Ave Catholic Note-Taking Bible. AEX Bible is the code for 20% off. Know that we'll be praying for you as you hopefully make the Bible more of a priority in your life. And we look forward to seeing you in our next series very soon. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.